and welcome to the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Today, we have a very special episode. I am not in my house. I've been displaced due to the last fire, and I've been away from my house for now a week and a day. I'm going to talk a little bit about evacuations, being ready for an evacuation, and what to do when you have been evacuated. Just to tell you, this isn't my first evacuation. This is actually my second evacuation. I was evacuated back in 2017 due to the Tubbs and the Nuns fires. We were actually right in the center of the two. It was pretty uh, incredible. In any case, here's today's episode, episode number 27. So I moved back here to Santa Rosa, California back in 2017, and we've been, uh, my family and I have been through, I would say, some of the hardest times you could ever expect for a family to go through during the last four years since we moved here in May of 2017. I In 2017, we, I moved from Frisco, Texas out to Santa Rosa, California, and I got this new job here at St. Joseph Health Medical Group, and I have been absolutely thrilled with my job and my colleagues and everything that's gone on here, but the utter things that we've gone through since we moved here in May of 2017 has been very, very difficult. If you can imagine that this pandemic is difficult for many people, this pandemic seems like it's almost nothing compared to the things that we've been through since 2017. So first, when we moved here in May of 2017, we moved into a new house and the house was built in 99, beautiful house, you know, uh, very expensive compared to what we had in Texas and smaller. But we were, you know, very happy with the weather, the place, the folks around us, our neighbors are absolutely fantastic. And soon after this, in May 2017, we had the fire season come along. And I'd grown up here in the San Francisco Bay Area and always had been wary of red flag warnings, but never really took them as seriously as in 2017 after we had this red flag warning and at about it was about 10 o'clock I was watching the KTVU 10 o'clock news when I got an alert towards the end of the 10 o'clock news I was watching it and they're saying yeah there's a fire out in Calistoga and so Calistoga is about 17 miles from Santa Rosa via car and it may be a little bit less if it was just in the air but I didn't take this as super serious because I was like this is pretty far away they also said during that that same news broadcast at the same time that there is a fire in Napa County up by Atlas Peak and when I was looking at this I was getting a little bit more worried for my boss who lives kind of in that area so at this time I started following Twitter and was watching the fire alerts and soon enough they were announcing that in San Francisco people were smelling ash and smoke 
And I remember this distinctly that San Francisco is, well, think about this. San Francisco is 70 miles away from where we're at, and they were smelling ash and smoke. So the wind was blowing that night, and I remember it blowing like crazy. I have never seen wind blowing that fast here in the Bay Area till that time. And I was standing by the window at about 11 o'clock, so this was after the fires had started, and I'm looking outside and I'm seeing the wind just howl. And we had these leaves on the ground that were, had just come off our maple tree, and they were flying all over the place. So I also walked outside, and I'm like, it is unusually warm. So it was warm, dry, and windy. That is always a bad combination for a fire. In any case, at about 11.15, I'm getting these Twitter alerts that, okay, the fire's in Calistoga, and getting some more, like, okay, it is moving towards uh, this area, but it's still in Calistoga, right? It's on Calistoga Road. It's pretty far away. And at the same time, I'm getting the alerts about the Napa fire, which actually seemed to be a lot worse. And at the time, that seemed like that was going to be the bigger fire. And this Atlas Peak fire was running from Atlas Peak towards the city of Napa and was going down the Silverado Trail, which is kind of the same place where this glass fire that started this year started. It started on the Silverado Trail on the east side of Napa County. And at this point, I was worried about my boss who was out of town and I texted him and called him, but he didn't answer the phone. In any case, he got the alert at some point during that night, and his house was evacuated, and luckily his house did survive. But let me tell you more about what happened that night. At about midnight, I'm getting alerts that they're starting to evacuate the outskirts of Santa Rosa, which is, we're still about four miles into Santa Rosa, so this was, we're still pretty far away from the outskirts of Santa Rosa. If you can think of fire going through a city for four miles, that's a huge deal. In any case, at about 12.15, I'm starting to get a little bit more worried. 12.30, still getting more worried. And then at that time, the power goes off. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a little bit unusual. This is not good. Why is the power off? And then I'm talking to my wife who was sleeping. And I was like, hey, I'm a little bit worried about this, but I'm not sure. I don't think anything needs to happen blah, 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 blah. And then I tell her, okay, she goes back to sleep. The kids are sleeping. I, at that time, I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old and they are both sleeping, passed out for the night. Okay. So now it's one o'clock and I am texting one of my friends who lives in the area of Fountain Grove, which is kind of on the outskirts of town. And I'm telling him, Hey, Let's, um, what's going on? Are you evacuating? And he's like, yes, they just evacuated us. And this is about one o'clock, one fifteen, something like that. And so he takes off with his family. And I say, I go outside and I'm looking out. My neighbor, Patricia, comes out and looks at us. And I'm talking to her and I'm like, hey, this doesn't look very good. So I'm looking on one direction. So I'm looking north and I see a glow and I'm looking south. And I see a glow. Now, this is an orange glow of flame. And these are 
get it? Now, this is about three to four miles away. I didn't realize that there was a fire to the south because they weren't even announcing that. There was a fire to the north, too. And, okay, at this point, I'm going, what's the safest thing to do? What should we do? It is 1.30 in the morning. I am in Santa Rosa. We just moved here in May. It is October. And I decided, okay. I told my wife, all right, we're going. We put the kids in the car, literally, and my wife's going, oh God, this is like too much. And we take off and she's looking to the left and the right and going, oh my God, this is kind of scary. At that time, there was no traffic. Nobody had left their house yet and, uh, or nobody in our area had left, but we left and I'm glad we did because eventually the road going to the freeway on 101 was packed and we were not stuck we went directly on the freeway and we were fine so that being said we weren't evacuated yet we just didn't have power and they had turned off our gas eventually the fire did kind of stroll towards our house and we were in a mandatory evacuation zone for approximately three to four days that being said it was not as scary as the fire that we experienced this time which was last sunday and i believe the date was september 27th now on september 27th we were visiting my parents in the east bay and we had come back or we were coming back and i get this notification on my phone and i see it when we had a chance we were actually stopped in some traffic so i looked at my phone for a second and it says there's a fire on los alamos road los alamos road is actually so the top of los alamos road is four and a half miles away from our house and i run this route all the time and i run up los alamos road and run back down and it's a total of about 9.2 miles so it's actually 4.6 miles and it is about a thousand foot climb or maybe a little bit more than that maybe 1300 feet we live at about 350 feet so it's about 1600 feet uh, at elevation at the top of Los Alamos Road. And then we go into Hood Mountain Park, which is beyond that. Beyond Los Alamos Road, on the other side of that, is there are some wineries, uh, grapes, and some homes, as well as another ridge, and then another ridge, and then you get to St. Helena. So from there all the way to St. Helena is about 10 miles what we find out is that, so that's directly in the air, from our area to St. Helena in the air is about 10 miles. If you're to drive, it takes about 20 miles because you have to go all the way around. In any case, so this is now about 9.30, at night where we got this alert. We're driving back. So my parents live in the East Bay. It's about an hour and a half drive back. And about uh, 10 o'clock, we are getting closer to the house. And again, this uh, dry, hot wind, I feel at about 500 feet elevation. We're on Kenwood, which is about five miles from our house. And I could feel this. I, I looked outside and it was really windy. And my temperature gauge says 89 degrees at 10 o'clock. That is never a good thing in the Bay Area because it is usually pretty cold in the evening. For example, in the mornings, the average temperature is usually in the mid to low 50s, even in summer. And so when it's 89 at 10 o'clock, it is not good. 
And so we're heading towards the house and I'm looking, I'm going, oh, this doesn't look good. And I heard about the fire, so I'm really worried about it at this point. So we get to our house and up there on the hill, we could see the fire, we could see the line of fire and it's heading down the hill towards us. So this fire was heading directly west, westbound from the east and slightly southbound. And that's exactly right in the pathway. We were right in the pathway of this fire. And so we did not have an evacuation order at that point, and we were already packing up. I saw all my neighbors, and they were all packing up. So at that point, we packed up and had the two kids in the car and left. We left at about 10.30, 10.45 at night. And I'll tell you, the city of Santa Rosa, as well as... Many people in this Northern California area, in Napa County, and Sonoma County, and Mendocino County, and and of course in the Redding and Paradise area where they had the major campfire in 2018, we are all wary of fire. We're all fire sick if there was such a thing. We have PTSD from fires. And I'll tell you, we didn't have a fire warning, but at this point, all of us were ready to go. Here's the key thing. We all left. I think by 11.45, there was nobody left in our neighborhood, including the poor elderly woman whose house burnt down eventually. But she also left with her neighbor at 11.45. And so there was nobody left in our neighborhood that night. At about 6 o'clock in the morning, I think it was about 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, we were watching the news, and that full night, I so I drove to my parents' house like another hour and a half back. I was exhausted, couldn't sleep, because this fire, I could see it on the hill, I knew it was coming our way, and I knew our house was in the way. We had picked up essential items, a few clothes, not many, and, you know, my computer, a couple hard drives, and that's pretty much it, all the paperwork that we needed. So I knew this fire was coming our way, but I was still thinking, okay, it's going to avoid our area. We're going to be okay. Unfortunately, the lady down the street, as I mentioned, her house did burn down, and the house next to the hers was also pretty badly damaged. In any case... I'm watching the news at about 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning, and my dad pulls this up on KRON uh, Channel 4. And there is our street with the poor lady's house on fire, and he's saying the the, uh, um, newsman is telling us that these fire people saved this whole street and most of the neighborhood, but this one house did burn down. And I cannot tell you what types of feelings we had at that point because you're still scared because you don't know that is your house really there or not, even though you know you saw it on TV that this one house is gone, but they didn't show the 
beyond that. But you were still worried about, oh, is your house there? What's the what's going on with the house? And honestly, I haven't been back except for sneaking back once or twice. I won't say more because uh, I could get in trouble. But I did sneak back once or twice to see the house, and it is standing as of a couple days ago. And I got actually confirmation from a friend and another journalist who will hopefully be on my podcast at some point. And she also mentioned that the house was standing. So in any case, we were very thankful and yet uh, very, very sad for our neighbor who lost her house. And this is, it's just sad to see how many homes were lost here. But it's also very amazing to see how many homes were saved because there were a lot more homes saved than lost. And I have to say thank you to all those firefighters that put their lives out there. All the people that stayed back. There were people that stayed back, including someone down the street that stayed back and saved. I think he saved his house and saved his neighbor's house. And by doing that, you know, one or two people saving one or two homes may have saved more homes, too. So just saying that we probably had many people in the area that saved many homes And I do have to say thank you to them as well, along with the firefighters who did save so many homes. But the amazing thing about these fires is when we first had the fire in 2017, we lost 20-something lives here in Sonoma County. We lost 20 or something lives in Napa County. So there were 42, I believe, lives lost. In the campfire, there were 80-something people lost in Paradise. And... That was 2018. In 2019, uh, there were much less people that lost their lives. The glass fire has cost zero lives so far, and zero people injured, and zero firefighters injured. And the size of this fire, the sheer power of the fire, when you look at TV scenes and the newscast and the damage afterwards, to think that we lost zero lives and zero people got injured during this fire. So far, now the fire is not completely out yet and there is still destruction going on. But just to think so far, we have zero confirmed lives being damaged is incredible. Just to recap, that is not the only thing that's happened to us in this 2017 to 2020 time frame. So we've, we're still evacuated. That was September 27th. Today is October. What is today? October 5th. I can't even keep track of dates anymore. This is how crazy it's been in the last week. So we've been evacuated for now a week and a day. And hopefully we'll be able to go back home tomorrow. We'll have some damage assessments, including how much ash fell on our house. Maybe have to have some cleaning done inside. In any case, at least our house is there. That is not the big deal. I'm thankful for the house to be there. You know, we've all been through COVID and COVID is a big deal. At the same time, for some people, it's a bigger deal than others. People that have lost lives in their families, people that have had their, their, they've lost their homes because of the lack of payment or they've lost their, um, their jobs or they've lost money. I get it. It's been a very difficult time for many people. So COVID's also been very, very difficult for a lot of people. And then in May, we had a car accident and I can't talk much more about it, but we did have a car accident and that's a fact. 
And that also was traumatic to us, including my kids. And so we had that. And so all the stuff sometimes can pile up and can be very difficult and hard to deal with. But it is really important to realize how many good things are going on in life, despite all these negative things that are going on around you. And I think that a lot of us don't give perspective for all the good. And we always think about the bad. And the bad is horrible. I get it. And we all have bad things going on. But it's always important to remember how many good things you have. And if you can look at things from the positive side, things will always look up. And if you look at things from the negative side, things will always look down. So it's really important to be that person who looks up in every perspective in every way. There's so many things that we've learned from this COVID pandemic that we wouldn't have if we didn't have that. There's so many things that I learned from these fires that if these things didn't happen, what what I wouldn't have gained as far as life experiences and learning. And I just think about the resilience of my children and the resilience of the children that are going through this COVID-19 time, they're doing, I've never heard before this, remote schooling for pretty much the whole world. This is absolutely unprecedented and unique times. And at some point, we really need to stand back, sit back, and think and reflect about this situation and all the situations we've been in and think about the positives not just the negatives because if we look at the news and we keep looking at it we look at twitter we look at all the social media feeds we could think about things in a very negative fashion and think negatively about everything that's going on in the world yet if we take those same things and we look at them from a positive perspective there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to look positive a lot to look forward to in life so yeah despite having all these different things going on we have to be resilient and we have to live life and we have to be positive and i know it's hard but we're going to get through it thank you again this is a special episode of the physiatry podcast i didn't mean to rant the whole time about what we've been through but sometimes it feels good just to talk to someone about it and to talk to as many people that listen to this podcast as possible is important to me and important to i think a lot of people to realize that everybody does go through a lot of things including me being a physician being a human being and I think there's a lot of people that go through things like this if you want to share your story please send me a text or send me a message on Twitter on Facebook or send me an email at info at painlessnx.com thank you so I'm going to leave you with one quote that I pulled up here all great changes are preceded by chaos this is by Deepak Chopra and I think the important point here is that it feels like our whole society and everything is in complete chaos right now. And I think it's important to realize that something will change and it'll change for the positive and it'll be great. Thank you. Have a good week. I hope to hear, 
hear some nice inspirational quotes next week and hopefully some stories from people in the next week. Thank you again. Have a good week. Take care. This is Dr. Ramchandani in the Physiatry Podcast. <laughs>